The views expressed on the patient's perspective come directly from patients, so they are not intended to diagnose, treat, or replace professional medical advice. Information coming from the patient's perspective is for entertainment and educational purposes only. So if you have any health concerns regarding yourself or anyone else, please see a physician. The Patient's Perspective is a podcast created by patients for patients and does not focus on any specific disease or condition. Content may make you laugh, cry, and question your moral beliefs surrounding healthcare and the many issues patients run into while in the system. Finally, the most important point of view is cast into the light. The Patient's Perspective. On today's episode of The Patient's Perspective, Thriving Thursdays, where two patients have a competition doing positivity challenges against each other. Hi, everyone. So I'm sitting here with Jess again today. So Jess is is back on the podcast. She's feeling better than she was a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness. (laughs) And so... um, for anyone just tuning in, Jess and I or other patients and I do week-long challenges against each other that are random. We pick out of a hat or wherever today it's my drawer. That's where our our positivity challenges have been inside of. <laughs> and we do these challenges against each other. And then we come back um, a week later and record the episode on how we each did. Um, so I guess Jess... Did you, I guess you have to do the drum roll because I'm the one that has the, has the tickets. You always have to do the drum roll. So. (laughs) All right. I'm good with that. I can drum roll. All right. Okay. So we have sit down for five minutes at a time, at least three times a week with your hand over your heart doing proper breathing to help ground yourself. So I like this. I'll read that one again for everyone that's listening in. Cause that's a long one. It's a probably one of the longest ones that we've had so far. Sit down for five minutes at a time, at least three times a week with your hand over your heart, doing proper breathing to help ground yourself. So we, do we want to discuss this one a little bit, Jess? Yeah, I think that um, it's almost a a meditative practice in a way, you know, and I think it's going to create some space for us to, yeah, doing that grounding and just bringing the awareness back to yourself. Um, You know, it's been chaotic in the last little while me and, you know, battling the COVID thing. So I think this is going to be good just to get myself back on track. It's, um, I dropped the ball on, on a lot of 
not feeling well, it's the world just keeps going, right? Like nothing, the world doesn't stop for you when no. you need to take a break. Um, the world keeps going. So because of that, I feel I've missed a little bit and I need to get back into myself. So I think this is going to be a fantastic challenge. And we underestimate how it is to just sit and breathe. You know, like there's, well, and especially, and again, being, having had COVID, sitting and breathing, I need to bring that awareness too, so that I can see how my body is recovering. Because as we know, it can take a while. Once, you know, you test negative, you're still going to have some residual effects. So for me, really sitting and breathing is going to be important. I had gone to the and I noticed I was not breathing properly. So this will be a great way to kind of reset that focus and awareness. And it's going to translate over not just into my workouts, but into just day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I, I, I personally have never really done this before. I've heard about it before. I, I've also heard that most people don't breathe properly. <laughs> It's always seemed a little bit weird, but you're supposed to like breathe, I think, from deeper, like we're not getting the whole, um, like, like, uh, like, using your whole like lungs or chest or like, I forget how you're supposed to, yeah, um, to do it. Because a lot of people we we shallow breathe. So we breathe from our chest and ignore the diaphragm breathing. So the deeper belly breathing, where you're really engaging the entire lung path, um, filling it and slowly emptying it of the air. And I also think it's important to pay attention to the way that it feels like breathing in through the nose, you know, feeling the air going through your nostrils and into your sinuses. And after a while, you become so aware of it that, well, at least for me, you become so aware of it that it becomes second nature to breathe from the diaphragm. And because we breathe from our chest and we, we do that shallow breathing, we're more prone to anxiety as a result of that, because our bodies are not getting the oxygen to function on a, you know, clear headed level. No, that actually makes, you know, um, quite a bit of sense you know, that we're not maybe getting the amount of oxygen. Well, we, the, um, the world seems to be in a rush all the always. time. <laughs> always, always. And especially when you live in a city, mm -hmm. um, I, I've experienced this. I mean, I, I grew up in a very small town, you know, and it was much slower pace of life. And in the city, it's a faster, it's quick, quick, quick. Everything needs to happen now. And, you know, there's deadlines. We, we put these deadlines on ourselves. And so we end up getting kind of lost along the way and forget what we need to focus on. Mm -hmm. And even for me, like going back to visit my small town, 
I sure notice it. Holy, do I ever notice it. And then I realized that, oof, I let myself get swept up in the city life, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have it all slow down so much because <laughs> you're like, well, well, now what do I do? You know, like you're, you're sitting there kind of like twiddling your thumbs because you're so used to having that fast pace of life. And it's so interesting and that you you mentioned that because one thing I've noticed is that like when I was younger and I've talked about this now on, on some of the other podcasts was that, you know, I ran with a rougher group. And what's interesting is, is that back in the day, everyone kind of thought that like all of us weren't going to make it like we weren't going to be able to do anything or be anything or, or whatnot. And I would say less than half uh, have carried on in negative behavior patterns, right? And what I noticed is many of the ones who became successful or more successful than what people assumed that we would end up being, it was due to the fact that they moved out of the city. And they ended up like one who, I mean, I, from what I remember, he was into like hip hop and stuff like that. He's now like training to be like in like rodeo, <laughs> <laughs> which is just hunting like stuff like that and 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 you see that it maybe was just that they couldn't like we can I also can't handle fast-paced life very well you start to realize that they were just maybe in the wrong environment for them and they needed in order to not have as much anxiety and to have and then that maybe led to other you know mental health issues or whatnot um, if they had just grown up in a different, like in a, in a smaller town, you know, maybe they would have, I mean, who knows, we can't say, but maybe they would have done better. Maybe they would have, but maybe not because there are people who get in small towns and they never get out of them and they wish they had gotten out of them. Right. So we can't say, but that's one thing I've noticed is that the ones, many of the ones who have gone on to become successful have all, almost all live on the outskirts of town now. And, and they and they love it. They have no desire to come back into the city at all. Like they they, they love what they're doing, right? Yeah. Well, and I think once you experience those two different sides of the spectrum, going from the small town living where it's a slower pace of life, and then going to the big city, you really become aware of how important it is to slow down, mm -hmm. or you hope that you become aware. I mean, I know it's really hard to have that awareness when you're caught up in the throes of the city day-to-day -day life because it is it's very and you almost feel guilty for slowing down mm -hmm. right because you have to there's a certain pressure that you have to keep up with everything doings and, or human doings yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and that's and that's not really personally not really the point of our existence is we're we're meant to you know, have that slower pace of life and having space to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Love the idea of having your hand over your heart and feeling the heart beat. I find, especially because I used to have really bad panic attacks um, and I didn't know how to deal with that. I was never taught how to manage that. And over time, through some counseling and whatnot, they did teach me some of that breathing technique and feeling your heart. And it's interesting because in the midst of a panic attack, your heart races. 
So when you really feel the heart race and you focus on, you know, taking those few deep breaths, your heart rate starts to level out and it affects everything. Breathing, our heart rate, the core of what keeps us alive. It's our lungs and our hearts. That's really what keeps our bodies going. So by slowing it down, there's fewer panic attacks, there's fewer cases of anxiety, and it takes time to teach yourself how to do it on a regular basis. Really love that we're able to do this, you know, just doing it three three times during the week where we sit down and, and really do that. And I that's gonna be really beneficial. And I highly encourage any of the listeners to try this. And if you're not sure how to do it, maybe just reach out. And, you know, we've got some resources that I'm sure we can share with you and, and teach you some of this. There's lots of YouTube videos out there about diaphragmic breathing. Um, you can do that with a yoga practice if you feel so inclined. There's a lot of different ways to do this, but sitting down and just breathing, feeling the heart rate and paying attention to how it feels for you. And I think I'm going to add another little piece to this where I'm going to do this and then I'm going to write about, you know, first how I was feeling before I started and then how I was feeling after I did it. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be some some big differences there. I think there's going to be noticeable differences. Now, do you think that, because I'm just thinking, because you were always sick with COVID um, for the last mm-hmm. one, um, but we, the one that the ladies and I were focusing on was um, getting outside for 15 minutes. Do you think in your experience, do you think that doing this type of breathing exercise is better maybe before exercising or after, or do you think that it should be done at a separate time? I would almost say do it. I would do it before exercise, before exercising. And that's because for me, I just need to get my brain back on board with breathing during my exercises as well. So I think doing it before really going out and doing these exercises, then that would be beneficial. Now, having said that, there's also some real benefit. And if you can, finding a space, a green space somewhere um, in a not too busy area where on the ground, like sit on the grass or lay in the grass. Mm-hmm. Because it's summer, we can do that now, you know, um, I think that it adds an extra grounding element mm-hmm. to the experience. Um, and, and also just feeling how the grass feels against your skin or how the dirt feels on your feet. And, you know, really just, I mean, I would lay, I would lay back, put my knees kind of up, you know, and rub my feet into the ground. Because that's where we get that nature energy is up through the soles of our feet. And that's a good thing. So I think play around with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, eventually we would like listeners to do all of these things in conjunction with each other, right? 
Um, so yeah, finding ways to kind of combine them to so that there's a greater benefit uh, is, you know, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, and I also think it would be great to kind of be able to talk about the different ways that you can do this, mm -hmm. because I know with having MS, you don't necessarily sensory part of things. Um, that I mean, that's what had led to my diagnosis is I had all sensory loss from shoulders down. So when we start talking about feeling things, that can be challenging. So it would be interesting to hear from other people who are trying this, what their circumstances are and what kind of adaptations might need to be made. Sure, it's easy. Like now, anyways, I do have my senses back as far as my chest goes, um, not so much in the legs and in some cases, but it'd be interesting to hear the way other people might approach this challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some persons might find it beneficial to go for the 10, 15 minute walk, um, you know, at one part of the day. And then by the end of the day, they need to do the grounding technique with the breathing. And that way they break it up and that's how they can handle things. Right. So it'll yeah. be, it'll be interesting. I might try this a different way a couple of times and maybe for myself, come up with what way worked best for myself. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. I think, yeah. Trying, trying to find some other not, not so much methods, but other ways of doing it, like still maintaining the method, but finding a, a way that's going to work best for, you know, your schedule, your abilities and family life, that sort of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is ways to fit this all five minutes, three times a week. It's not a lot, yeah. but city life would have us believe that it is, yeah. you know, so taking that step back and seeing where it can fit in, I think will be really beneficial. Yeah. I'm going to pay attention to that too. And I'd love to hear from the listeners. Like, yeah, I, I think an, it would be. Yeah, send us an email at info at thepatientsperspective.com. Um, we have spoken about um, the idea of eventually going live <laughs> or, or yeah, live with, uh, with um, Thriving Thursdays. Uh, we aren't there quite yet, I don't think, but we are starting to discuss it because we do think that that would be beneficial to uh, many people. So um, I guess keep, you know, keep up for waiting, waiting for that one to be an announced when we start doing Thriving Thursdays. Uh, <laughs> Thriving You're telling Thursdays. me now I have to be Live, showered yeah. and presentable. <laughs> I'm like, my, I haven't even combed my hair this morning and I'm in my PJ pants and just took the dog for a walk. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did one of those like quick messy buns, put yeah. the hair up, put an elastic in. Oh, it might be great. like, come as you are and see how we look. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to be like on all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah I feel no. like I'll, I'll feel a little bit of pressure to like maybe just look kind of put together <laughs> <laughs> and with that i think we'll end uh thriving thursdays on that note and uh jess and i hope that you all have a great and wonderful day i'm so happy you were able to join in and listen to us today if you have an episode idea or would like to share your story 
please email me at info at thepatientsperspective.com or join our Facebook page under the same name. From all of us who are working hard bringing patient issues to light, thank you for tuning in and supporting The Patient's Perspective. 